Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy this show. The main topic of today is waiting until the last minute. A load of artists, all of us, I think, myself included, often procrastinate or simply wait until the last minute to do what needs done. But why do we do it? Perhaps Paul and I can spark a few thoughts for all of us to ponder and help reduce our habits of putting off what needs done in favor of doing whatever we'd rather be doing. Joining me in the studio, my day-drinking compadre and best co-host I could find at the last minute, my good friend Paul Ramey. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You said pub-style show. It it just made me immediately think. um, It seems like pub-style has become like the ranch ranch dressing and, the, and then <laughs> then then sriracha because like yeah, every yeah, all yeah. the restaurants and all the fast food you got pub style chips and this new pub sandwich and this and yeah. that like it's become the all of a sudden we're trendy mm-hmm. we were yeah, trendy we, before yeah, it was yeah, cool yeah so I'm, I'm drinking a coffee at the moment but i've got why I've why got did you ever stuff. do that well you know we're my, not a coffee show <clears throat> i know but i just you know it's my it's one of my favorite beverages i did have a monster earlier so i should be well jacked up here for too long but i've got us uh, a couple of things to drink. Dude, it's yeah, more like a it's more like a trichol. It's yeah, it's a, a trichol. It's a flight of beer. Yeah, and well, I would say kind of beer. One of these is one of these beers is not the same, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though they all look exactly alike. I didn't see you pour them. Yeah, and they're in front of me. So from left to right for okay. us, everybody, everybody listening gets gets an idea of what we're doing. We're having uh, Great Lakes haze. Craft IPA. It's a juicy tropical and hazy IPA, clocking in at six point seven percent alcohol by volume with forty international bitterness units. That's the first one. Yeah, I expect you to not like it. <clears throat> All right, let's have it. So, Paul's taking a good. drink. It, it does. Yeah, that's tastes like I'm drinking potpourri. I don't really care. Yeah, for it's that not very good at all. I um, you don't like it? No, I don't. Well, well that's weird. Um, Your glass, and is I know everybody. Full for everybody, everybody, listening, don't like it. everybody listening is like, "What does this have to do with art?" But trust me, just wait till the last minute. That's what we're doing here. I'm kind of going to pull this out. Are we going to the next one? Yeah, we are. I'm going to I'm gonna let that one go for a second and let you take a drink because I want to know mm-hmm. what you think of it. I expect to hate it right off the bat. It smells like, like baby urine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste very good at all. I don't hate it as much as I hate the first one. That's because the bitterness. You're just not, you don't like bitter beer. It's less, it's less potpourri tasting. Yeah. I don't take another drink. How do you like I, that? How do you like that? I just really don't like it. I didn't think I would. I've had it before. It's just right. meh. That one is uh, Shock Top. It's a Belgian white. I don't taste anything Belgian in it. Um, my my beer nerd friends are like probably listening right now going, Shock Top? What the hell, man? It's like, I know, I know. I had it in the fridge. It's supposed to be waffle flavored? <laughs> it would taste better if it did. All right, let's try the last one. All right, the last one is a Braxton Brewing Company. Uh, it's Tropic Flare. Smells like cat piss. Yeah, I expect this one to actually taste good, but I don't know. It's the oh my god, it's six point eight. There's a lot of flavor there. I mean, a lot yeah. of different. I'm not saying it's good flavor, but there is a lot there. I like that one the most, actually. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not picking on these these beers. I probably will never buy them again. It tastes like but, pine saw has been yeah, dropped into yeah. it. Yeah, it's not that I, I I hate them. It's just they're they're just not. You don't drink them anyway. Though, yeah, I, I am because okay. they're here. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Never the last minute we. Uh, <laughs> All right, we probably ought to be be getting into it. We'll we'll keep we'll keep taste testing these as we go. So uh, without further delay, let's get into it. Mm. 
So as I was uh, going through this, let me set the stage here. As usual, I uh, the last episode kind of just happened. I mean, it just it, everything fell together. It was right. perfect. It was put it together, drop it, get it done, edit, off it goes. And uh, about a week and a half later, when it dropped uh, on the RSS feeds, I was like, I can't remember what we talked about. This can be like a new show for me. So. Everything was good. Lisa had fallen down the stairs uh, that Monday evening before the, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, not before we recorded it, but before it came out that Thursday. Uh, come to find out she's got a cardiovascular thing causing her to pass out. Oh, fuck. So she cracked her ankle. She's got a, a broken broken ankle, and uh, she went all the way down the stairs. I had her call the squad because I was still at work. I had her call the squad and come get her and... She was in the hospital all week. Just got her home. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Um, and I'm by no means putting any of the blame on her for any of this last-minute stuff. But just I'm just setting the stage here. So as that episode came out, I was like, oh, good. I can listen to it. And we did. And, of course, we had the only snow that we've had in forever here in Ohio. And it seemed like I was always shoveling snow. So it was kind of one of those things. And trying really hard not to bore anybody, Paul included, because he's, he's like, where, where, where are you going with this? But uh, Yeah, you felt. Yeah. You felt it, that. that. It, it, was, it was really rough getting everything done. Right. You know, and I think artists, I think we, we experience this a lot. You know, we all have life that goes on around us. and I mean, everybody There's does. always unforeseen events. Yeah, I mean, exactly. not always quite as Yeah, it's not really major procrastinating. as it's, this, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're always going to have something. Yeah, things crop up and they need your attention. It's just the way things go. So I listened to that episode. I was like, that's great. And I had some time to plan for this episode, which I didn't do. I kept putting it off. This is the procrastination part. I, I bought drums. So <laughs> that was taking priority over everything else. Like, You've been right. playing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm practicing, getting my chops back, and really having a good time. Awesome. But it just, it just constantly waited and waited and waited. So I spent the better part of Saturday trying to think of something to write. What, what can we talk about? You know, what, what are we going to do? And I sat down and watched the movie with the wife. Again, procrastinating, but we watch movies every weekend. And I thought, I get this out of the way. It'll clear my mind. It won't, you know, I'll have, everything will be off my plate and I can get at it, you know. So uh, I fell asleep early on the couch. I did get to see the movie, but I fell asleep right after. What'd you watch? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in a movie, uh, shoot. What's the name? Shutter Island. Oh, okay. I like it. It's a good movie. I don't want to give anything away because right. it's, it's one of the movies that I seen it in the theater and I didn't yeah. care for it. But it's really? one of those I think I need to watch again. Yeah, sometimes it yeah. takes a. It's like, it's a it's a noir movie. <clears throat> it's it's got that old old feel to old timey movie right. feel to it. I like so, that. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of cool. And and to get into detail on on what I'm doing here, it wasn't until three a.m. that I sat down to do these notes. And so essentially 12 hours ago, I was finally doing the show notes mm-hmm. and I needed to get rest before the show and all that too. And didn't really have anything to drink. These beers, um, my wife picked them up. It's not something I would buy. Uh, she was trying to do me a favor and grabbed all those, uh, you know, those little packets where they let you build your own kind of thing at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, she grabbed different ones. And I, I kind of giggle at her because she always picks things that are, uh, Again, not something I'd buy, but you know, but that's cool. It's fun. I get. To I try think that's new. important. It is, and then the the thought is really what counts here. I was 
pretty impressed with her even thinking about me outside the the box. But uh, nonetheless, I found this quote as I was going through the process, and it really sums everything up because I did spend all day Saturday thinking about what to do. And unfortunately, the uh, the author is unknown on this quote, but procrastination taught me how to do 30 minutes of work in eight hours and eight hours of work in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul, right. Paul hates the beer. <laughs> That's his way of saying this sucks. But I mean, think about it. procrastination taught me how to do 30 minutes of work in eight hours and eight hours of work in 30 minutes. Now, you and I both know that's not going to work for us in our evening shift jobs that we go to every day where no. we have people say, you got to do this, do this. Because we work on a about a seven to nine minute time frame, you know, when it comes to building trucks and getting them off the line. And you, know, you, you just, life doesn't wait. It's not the office. We're not just all sitting around waiting for something Calls to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just the, the main line moves. Things have to be done. But as artists, this is where I'm going with this. I'm going to give you time to chime in on this. But as artists, we're solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. We're, we're basically, we don't have a boss. We're usually the boss ourselves. And a lot of times we don't have employees to worry about. It's just freedom, total freedom to do what you do whenever you want to do it. And in some regards, that, that's a little bit of a struggle for us. We, we find too many other things to do. So I want to get your thoughts, so to speak, on waiting to the last minute and really why we do it. I think that uh, we misjudge how much time that there is, how much time it's going to take a lot of times, but I, I think that's part of it. Um, maybe I think for some people or some projects, if, if it's like, man, I'm going to sit down there and I'm not going to be able to finish this. Maybe I'm not, not good enough. I think self-doubt comes in that. So you tend to try to push it away. But I think by and large, um, a lot of it is just, I think, you know, it, it really don't take a whole lot of time. It just takes focused time mm -hmm. to get things done. You don't need to necessarily set three hours of prep time, but it may take you three hours of prep time to do something. Right. I, uh, I just, I think about like, you know, writing lyrics is a good example. I had read somewhere that, um, Cobain, he, he would do a song, have it, about done, but he would never have the lyrics finalized until the studio, until it was time to, to go in there and lay it down. And I'm, I'm very much the same way where I never have lyrics a hundred percent done until it's recorded. And even with some bass lines and some fills, partly I'm leaving a little bit of room for the magic to happen. Right. And two, I put it off. So I get to a certain area where it becomes work and I'm trying to force it. And I don't know what, what the brain does, but when it knows, hey, you got to go in here in five minutes, and you're putting this down, and it's going to be it's forever. Mm -hmm. You better, right. you better say, what are you trying to say? What is this line that you're missing? Right. And nine times out of ten, something that it's it's been there the whole time, I think. But it that pressure and that knowing and the fact that there is no tomorrow, there is no five minutes from now. Right. It unlocks in your brain somehow, yeah. at least for me, and and. Like I said, from what I'm read, I, I'm clearly not the only one that works that way. But I think that's a big part of it. Just having a, you, what, what happens is, is all of a sudden your focus is just narrowed. The only thing I'm thinking about, right? I'm not thinking about my taxes or mm -hmm. my kid or or going to work tomorrow. I'm thinking about what's that line going to be? What right. what am I going to do when it comes to that part? 
and that I've been on a slide this whole time. Man, that's I did that in the last three songs. What am I, what, what am I going? What am I going to play there? Mm-hmm. What's what's going to happen? And you may fall flat on your face, but you can usually work it out because that's that's when the time is to do that. That's why deadlines are good, and a lot of right, times, right. and that's why not everybody can work from home either. I mean, you mentioned mentioned not having a boss and not having that. There is certain types of people that cannot function without a manager or right. a, a, a boss or something. And that's why a lot of these artists that in whatever medium they have to have, they have to be part of something that is pushing them along. Some people don't have right. to have that. I don't think I have, I can work by myself for mm-hmm. the most part, but I get it 80% there. And it's always nice to have that, that other person, that other 10 or 20% to collaborate. Right. right. I think you look at a lot of, uh, you look at guys like Dave Mustaine, um, Marilyn Manson, some of these other ones, when they didn't have the guys in the band that kind of pushed them that were like equals to them, yep. the music wasn't as good. Right. It, it suffered. And I think that's part of it too. They didn't have that. They didn't have that person. They could do whatever they want. If you can do whatever you want, it's, it's as, it's as uh, confining as only being able to do one thing sometimes, but. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's uh, one of the things that really stuck out at me as you were talking about that is uh, a sense of urgency. You know, that last 20% when you're, when you're talking yeah. about you're 80% of the way there at the beginning. Artists, painters, I think we get this too. We, we get excited. The muse comes to us and we're like, I want to paint this. And you get everything going and you're off to the races. And then you start adding paint to that canvas. Things start to slow down a little bit. The urgency goes away because the excitement's gone. You've done what I'm going to say for artists is the initial spark that creates the fire. Yeah. And that's the exciting part. The work isn't necessarily always the exciting part. And you know that there's a lot of work that has to happen just to get to that point of completion. So you slow down and you start thinking, you know, if you are working on your own deadlines, you start thinking of, well, I've got, I've got till next week to get this done. Or I've got till tomorrow to do this. And Hey, there's a, there's a good movie on. I'm going to watch this or, um, friends are calling you up and wanting to do this or that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start putting things off and that's, that's where waiting the last minute happens a lot of times. And I'm not saying to me, that's the bad part of waiting the last minute. If you're just avoiding work, probably not a good thing to do, but if you're procrastinating because things aren't perfect, which a lot of us do that yeah. too, um, that's, that's not good either. So there's a lot of, I guess when I'm, when I'm talking to everybody here and, and trying to share what I'm thinking in my mind and trying to correct my own problems, uh, I think a lot of this is I have to look at why do I wait till the last minute? You know, is it, is it simply procrastination? Is it that 80%? Is that, is it the lack of urgency? And then I also have to think, how can I use it to my advantage? Maybe I shorten my own deadlines, force myself to say, I got to get this done by the end of the week, regardless. When I know that in the past, I haven't been able to do things that fast. But what's going to happen to you when you're setting your own deadlines? I mean, what's going to happen to you if you don't make it? Nothing. No, nothing. Unless it's a client work. But see, that's know. different. But, you know, you set your own deadlines, give yourself these own parameters, and it's just, it's, it's a bit hollow, I think. And it's different if you have, if you've, if you've booked a model or you are fighting for light or something where you you got a constraint that's out of your control you're that you when you set your own deadlines it's it's all totally in your control and i think your mind 
knows that. But if you know you've got a, a studio book to work in or to record in or to shoot in, and you know, hey, I've I've put I've got X amount of dollars online. Mm-hmm. I've got a model here. I've got this and that. I can't. Today's the only day I can do this. Right. It's now or never. And I think it's. I think your your left brain just takes over. Yeah. You know, and and it it just gives it room to it gives it room to work. But I mean, I can. I mean, I've been I've set deadlines on my on my solo project. I've been working on for three years. <laughs> right. And, but it just I'm not in that big of a hurry. And the creative, I've put it off because it's just, the vibe's just not, I can't get in the right vibe, get it finished. It'll get done when it gets done. I'm not that worried about it. But on some other projects, it's like, yeah, I want to get, I want to get these, this stuff done so we can get it out. And there's more of a sense of urgency. So mm-hmm. it's easier to, to keep that flow going. Well, I got to ask you though, does that create a, a fading motivation for you though? Because I, I think that's part of it too. I think a lot of times we, we our motivation fades. And we just start putting it off, and eventually we don't even finish. Uh, that's where, to me, that's yeah. another danger of waiting to the last minute. You know, you lose you lose some of that whole um, the spark, the fire that's yeah, got you yeah, going. The that's the fuel snuffed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's something to that because you know you're you're excited about something, and then as time goes on, it's just not as this has gotten away, that's gotten away, and now it's just not that as important. You're not quite as excited about that, but I think that's your job as an artist to try to keep throwing logs on that. It's just like a relationship, and I think your your relationship with your muse is not that different than your relationship with your wife or your girlfriend right. or, or uh, your kids or anything. You have to, it is a relationship. It's a relationship with creativity, and if you don't throw a log on that fire once in a while, you know, you're going to, she's going to leave you. Yeah. She's going to build a fire somewhere else. Right. Um, for me, I, I read an article in Forbes doing the research for this and it suggests waiting is the new best practice. I don't know if I totally agree with that. That, that kind of opens up a can of worms saying, well, it's just part of my process to wait till the last minute. I, I think a lot of people can use that as a crutch and never get anything done. I think if you set hard deadlines for yourself, uh, that, that helps. And we've kind of danced around this a little bit in this discussion, but, um, for me, doing it now is usually what gets it done. So when the when the uh, muse hits, and I I take that first eighty percent that spark to build. If if I start to plan the hours that it's going to take to finish, and I create a deadline based on that, it usually works for me. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a tip for everybody listening, especially if you're a painter. You know, as as the motivation goes, you start calculating okay i need to spend x number of hours per day on this painting or this drawing to get it finished if i do if i if i work every other day on it or at least never miss more than one day before coming back to the easel or the drawing board you know how long will it take me to get it done the fact of the matter is just getting it done sometimes is the motivation to start the next one because you're you're on a mm-hmm. the flywheel starts turning so to speak I don't know. There, there's, there's quite a bit there. The Forbes article that I read was, was good. I wouldn't say it was mind blowing or earth shattering or anything like that. It, it just seemed as I was reading it, it almost felt like the author even waited to the last minute to write the article because <laughs> he had to have something in there. But something else that stuck out to me that I, I want to add here, and it made me think of this with, with Forbes, it's called Parkinson's Law. It's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't know there was even a, 
a phrase for this, but uh, one's work expands so as to fill available time for its completion. In other words, if you set a deadline of two weeks, you're going to make sure the work takes two weeks to get it done. Yeah. Whereas if you just get it done and stop worrying about deadlines, you, you may actually get more productivity out of yourself because you're working at it. And this goes along with my, my thought process of never missing more than one day. You know, I, I know people like to have weekends. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know a lot of artists that can turn off their creativity on the weekends. Right. I just don't. I think even, even if you're one of these artists who, you know, go into your studio every day from nine to five, Monday through Friday, I, I think at seven o'clock PM, sometimes you're going to, your brain is going to think creatively mm-hmm. and you're going to want to do things Saturday. You're going to want to do things. I mean, it just happens. So why not take advantage of all seven days? I'm not saying the hustle culture has to be in here, but why not take the seven days and say to yourself, I'm not going to miss more than a day of being creative and have it apply to my goals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm making sense here. Cause there's, I think there's a lot here. Um, this is really therapeutic for me too, because I wait to the last minute on just about everything I do. And as I was putting this together, I thought, well, yeah, why not? We've been talking about goals this year. We've been talking about a lot of different things that really apply to this as artists. And I just, better things are coming for all of us. You know, this, this pandemic's going to be over. We're going to be able to go out and do things again. And, and you know, just life's going to return yeah. to normal, so to speak. Probably not too far from here. I mean, this was the time of year last year we started learning about it. Mm-hmm. happening and things were starting to change all over the world. So we've been in this for 12 months now and a little more actually for, for a lot of us, but you know, we're reaching that point. And I, I just, I feel like I'm boring you today because I have so much I want to say and do. And, I'm, and, I'm and actually taking about it this in. And, um, I putting this together. I was really worried. I almost canceled on it. I was like, Hey, let's just, you know, send him a message. Tell him not to worry about it today. Let's do another day. You know, and I thought, no, this, this is actually pretty good yeah, that's, because well, that's it's the perfect time to do one yeah, about this. <laughs> art, art is imitating life here because right? I waited till the last minute to do the show. And I, I just, I really think this is a good thing for artists to hear. We all do it. Well, they've taught us some stuff, you know, you've probably had these classes and stuff too, where they talk about looking at things and how, um, you can, it takes four people to do the same job in, in eight hours, but if you take one away, there's usually you can find a way to get three people to do it in yeah. four hours, but it's just, you have to, if, if you do it and you're forced to do it, you can usually find a way. And yeah, I think the point is, is you just have to, you have to start. You're dead in the water if you don't start. So if you just at least get something going, and like you say, if you do a little something every day at the end of it, you'll have something yeah. to show for yeah. it. Yeah. 1% every day from the last episode, which is not moving as well as I'd hoped. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of our episodes have a have a nice curve to the uh I don't know, reach that it gets. You know. I had a guy say that uh so you're a slut, huh? Apparently he called me a music slut in the episode <laughs> before that and I didn't even remember it because you know we're always we're always a couple weeks behind <laughs> right, and I'm right. like, What are you talking about? So. <laughs> That's funny. Oh well. You know, and you know, on top of this, you know, today I, I'm easily sidetracked. Easily. Oh yeah. You know, when things get into my head that excite me, again, the spark, I start putting things off that I need to be doing in order to fulfill the whim that I have at the moment. So but why do you need to be doing them? That's the thing. I, I think it's, is it a real need or is it a, 
Is it is it something that can be put off? A lot of things can be put off. Yeah. yeah. Well, to some extent, yes. When I say I need to do it, it's it's because I still have a certain amount of money that I want to make as an artist. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get the work done, I don't make money. Right. You know, I, I just, I'm not at the point yet where I'm making money from the content that we're creating to actually rotate where I can just kind of relax. That's the other thing about making money as an artist. I think, uh, again, I'm getting sidetracked here, but as we go, as we go through our, our daily lives, the, the best way I can see is making a living as an artist is to have your content, all the stuff that you know that you're putting out that you want to share is actually making money for you when you sleep, right? You're working and you're just 24 seven, right? So that those hours that you put at the easel don't matter as much as they did before. Like right now, if I were to say, I want $30 an hour to paint a painting, I'm probably not going to get that much money for that painting because I, once I add the uh, materials and all the other stuff on top of it, and the markup for the materials because I got to buy more and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you know how business is. If I go through that process, it becomes a very unaffordable piece of work. But if I learn how to make my studio time, make money for me, regardless of where I'm at in the studio, whether I'm doing a podcast, a YouTube video, Twitch, um, at the easel painting or whatever, if my time in the studio is paid through my content, then the painting, the, the hours at the easel don't really matter. Mm-hmm. It just, the product is what the product is. So it's kind of counterproductive in, in regards to how we look at creating a product. When you say, I have this many man hours to do this, and this product costs this much money to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really works for artists, but I know we're getting off on a different topic that really has a lot of complexities for artists. But it's it's one of the things that make me wait the last minute too. I mean, I I get I get excited about that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I was I was going to mention that um, just as I was starting to put this show together, our friend Lee McGuire uh, posted in in Discord that he was looking for uh, some microphones and some gear. And of course, you know how I am about gear. Oh, yeah. That got me down a rabbit hole where I was like, "Well, I'll help him find what he wants." You know. Right. So <laughs> next thing I know, two hours go by, and um, you know, sorry Lee, if you're listening to this, you're not bugging me any. You're really not. I, I enjoy it. You're not keeping me from anything, but it's just one of them things where, you, you know, you find distractions that you enjoy doing more than meeting the deadlines because you know somehow or another it's, it's going to work out. And I knew that with the show. I right. knew that we were going to make this work but out. It's, but that's also, that's a related distraction though. It is. It's very much so. I mean, I can talk shop and gear and, and pedals and bass and wood and stuff to people forever and it's a way to it's still, there's a lot of things that are, are, that is involved with being an artist that has nothing to really do with the art itself. So the art doesn't care what kind of easel you have or what kind of paintbrushes you have or what kind of microphone you use. The art does not care. It's irrelevant. Um, we like this stuff because it excites us and there's little nuance to it that 90% of the other people don't care about. They don't care that my base is made of mahogany or if it's made right. of they just want the song to be good yeah. and gears one thing i mean every time you walk in here it's something different you know right but and, up every and you're excited about it and it's yeah. cool because but it is i wouldn't call it i i think it these things can become a distraction but i don't think they are a distraction necessarily because it is it is furthering your your 
your knowledge base and it is mm -hmm. it is related to art it might not be art but it is right. on the fringe of it so yeah. i don't know i don't walks. get to i don't get but it's part of the all walks of art it is though but <laughs> i wouldn't take I, I wouldn't get too down about the fact well i got distracted you know looking at all these different bases and i didn't write no music i was talking to a guy about this that and the other but you're interacting with another human being yep and you don't know what kind of yeah, you what kind of information yeah, or what that right. might spark too. Yeah. So I, I, it's just like everything else. It's in moderation and as long as it's not blatantly yeah. causing your what you need to be doing to right. suffer. Then Absolutely. I don't think you Which I, I really appreciate Lee. I, I think it's it was fun that he was uh, including me in that conversation about what he wants to get. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, two years ago, nobody would have cared. Like, right. I don't, I don't care what Mike thinks because he doesn't do this. You know, and here we are. You know, I got a little bit more knowledge. And, and that's what you build. You build your knowledge and, and whatever. But. We have reached the segment of the show where I ask a few rapid-fire questions and give everybody listening enough time to finish their drinks. Are you wanting to say rapid-fire? Rapid-fire. <laughs> or grab one more, which we still have a lot here. I'm going to drink this middle one. I'm going to have another drink. You're, you're doing the shock one. top? Yeah. Okay. Here, give it to me. Give it to you. Let's no, no, we're supposed to click. I was like, there. I'm not giving you my beer. How's wrong? I don't know. So, yeah, we're we're doing that. We're going to keep the topic relatable, and uh, I'm going to ask questions. These aren't these aren't as rapid fire as before, but you know they're still good. All right, all right, let's have it. I'm going to ask you, Paul. Do you wait till the last minute often? Yes. Yes, that was a quick answer. Yeah, that was, I that, do. Was, that was even more it rapid. Just... I was like stellar rapid fire. I will give you an example of yeah, something where, where we were talking about deadlines. <laughs> I don't mean to get us off top, but we're talking about it. So the last MG flash record is a good example of we set a deadline. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> it, it caused some trouble. You know, we, we, oh, not, yeah. uh, not a lot of trouble, but um, I should have fought harder because I felt like that, you know, some people in the band felt if we didn't have a deadline, we'd never get the recording done. Yep. And there's some truth to that. And then I felt like that we didn't have to, go ahead and book our CD release, have a hard deadline for all this stuff because we weren't done recording yet. And then I feel in the end, I'm incredibly proud of that record, but there is a lot of things we could have done better. There's a lot of little things that yeah. are in there that I felt like maybe we should have re-recorded or should have done it, but yeah. we had such a hard deadline that we may put on ourselves to have it done that it just, there's certain little things that, you know, I'm the only one that hears, but it drives yeah. me insane. Yeah. So, the artwork is fantastic. Oh, it is. The artwork's amazing. <laughs> but no, and like I said, I love that record, and I'm not the only one that's... It's different when, when if you have some, you know, big multi-show that, that's already been booked and you're trying to get on, that's a different thing. Point is, we set this deadline for ourselves, and I think that's one one case where it was, it was counterproductive. Yeah. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Well, for me, uh, I guess the answer is almost always... I start with a high level of motivation and uh, basically uh, I probably get 80% of the way there and the rest of the work lasts, you know, the last minute. It, it is the last minute yeah. type stuff. I mean, it's just the way I work. Are you, yeah, but are you on, I mean, looking back on it, are you unhappy with the way that you're doing things? I want more productivity. Oh. You know, I want to be able to put out, now this is going to seem extreme, but I want to be able to put out 36 paintings a year part time. Right. Yeah. 20 hours a week in the studio. I'm working about 30 hours a week in the studio right now. And I'd like to be able to narrow it down to about 20, 20 good solid hours, you know, cut the fat, cut the 10 hours a week fat out of it. Um, 
so that I can dedicate those 10 hours to the podcast and to YouTube mm-hmm. production and stuff like that. Cause I don't, I don't really want to consider that content creation part of my studio work. Um, that's kind of a complicated situation, but you think that's an attainable goal without, without causing, uh, right now? No, 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 what, no yeah. way. Yeah. It's just, uh, there's too much going on. You know, just, I'm just not good enough at the efficiencies. Uh, gear wise, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm slowly tweaking it. It's, it's that whole continuous improvement thing we talked about last episode, but you know, it is what it is. Number two, what is the biggest factor in making you wait until the last minute? Motivation drive. Really? Yeah. So you, you're one of those who wait for inspiration yeah. to kind of kick. I in. don't force it a whole lot. I think that's, I should a little more. I mean, that is a, that is something that I need to work on, but I just don't. You know, my schedule, you know how it is. Oh, yeah, We've yeah, talked about yeah. scheduling everything. It's just kind of, I my vibe's not right. I used yeah. to write all the time, and I just don't. And I, I know I'll get back to that, but I need to push myself a little bit harder. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why I put things off. If I'm in the, if I'm in the moment, I'll do it. It's just like a lot of times, if I'm sitting there trying to write, I, I sit there and I think, man, I wish I was out on my motorcycle. And then if I'm out on my motorcycle, I think, man, I, I should be home. We're finishing the song. So there's just, the word. There's the word right there. Should. Yeah. It's such a judgmental word. Yeah. I wish people would get need and should out of their vocabulary, just like good and bad. But if you're listening and you know kind of the, the just of what I'm saying there, mm-hmm. you get why I say it. But I'm not trying to cut you off on that. No. You, but, you were really going on a, on a tangent there that makes me want to dig in a little bit because I think we're on to something here. Um, there's a little bit of a guilt feeling. Yeah, well, definitely. You know. You, you get out and you do something and you're guilty because you, you, you're like, well, I'm, I'm a musician or I'm an artist or I'm a, a, a painter, I should say. Artists are musicians. There's things that you, again, I'm going to use this word, should be doing in your own mind. That's a judgment call. If we can learn to do our schedule in a way that says, I understand that I procrastinate. I understand that I do 80% of my work at the beginning and 20% at the last minute. Or... or Maybe you're terrible and you do it backwards, right? <laughs> you know, twenty percent motivation, and then you do eighty percent of your work at the last minute. If you learn to strategize in a way that makes that work for you, then it, it might be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you need those rides. Yeah, you know, again, need, but part of your therapeutical process of living life is to be on the on the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, and you wouldn't be who you are without that. And this is where I don't want to get all Dr. Phil on people and I'm definitely not a doctor, but it's neither is he <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you, you definitely need to, God, I got to get that word out of my vocabulary. You definitely. Yeah. What do you to, want to say? What, what you, you have? Yeah, it's half good. Ha, need, have, need and should is bad. Half. Yeah, I don't know, but it would be it beneficial if you, yeah, that. It, it would, would be, be a good idea. A good idea. Yeah. Um, we're still judging semantics. Um, I, I think you find your own groove. Definitely. You know? And, and you, you learn what works best for you. And that's, that's really a thing. I think for me to answer number two, for me, the, uh, my curiosity to do other creative things and believing whatever I have to do can wait until later is my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not a matter of motivation or waiting for the muse. Cause honestly, if I walk in the studio, I become creative. There's something for me to do. Right now, the drums are a distraction. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I wanted them mainly because I just, I missed it. I missed playing drums. It's been eight years since I've done it. 
I'm a lot more in tune, no pun intended, to the drums this time because uh, the kit that I purchased is digital. I can play anytime. I can come home, play after work, and not disturb anybody, really. And it's got built-in metronome and training coaching features. Um, I picked up a, a course on double bass drumming technique that really has me going, and I've increased my beats per minute. Really? Uh, for my feet already, and I'm bringing my practice weeks. amp over next next. Oh time. yeah, uh, you really don't even have to do that. If you got a DI box, you can just oh, plug right in. I got all kinds of cool stuff. I got a got a PV Dark Matter 15 inch up there. We can run through uh, Dark Matter. Dark Matter. I like the sound of that. Uh, but it's 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 a distraction. But it's also one of them things where I needed to get out of my own way for a minute mm-hmm. and be creative and do something that challenges me in a different creative way. And that's where the the drums come in, but you know, it also creates a little bit of a problem. So I don't know. It makes everything worth the last minute. I, I got so many things to do and this isn't really the platform for me to share what all my problems are. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> number three, some would say their best work is done under the pressure of the last minute. Would you say your best work is done at the last minute? I think a lot of it has been, I think of like a lot of little things that happen in the studio on accident and, and, finishing up some things and I can't recall a certain line right off the bat, but some of my, some of my favorite stuff has been, it's been finished up right then. So yeah, I think so. And then, and some different songs that, that we used to do, um, just with our side thing, we go in with no, no real idea, just two riffs. And I mean, it was just really fun and really cool stuff to even listen back to now. So I think, you know, it's just, I think it's the most last minute stuff is the most true version of yourself because it is just you're not overthinking it you're finishing it you're working towards the goal you're putting the last the last brush stroke on you're putting the final touch on this vocal you're doing you're laying it all out there you're not second guessing it because there is no second guess mm-hmm. so i mean i think that's i think that's a pure a pure artistic expression technique if that's a if that's a string of words i can put together I think so. I think so. For me, regarding deadlines and last minute, I'd say, yeah, my, my best work probably is at the last minute. Again, I think for me as a goal, I think I need to paint or draw five days a week, you know, and this space that we're in right now really isn't conducive to a lot of things I want to do. If I had the perfect studio for me, I would probably have three to five easels and make them kind of a workstation mm. type of thing where I could just work on multiple pieces at the top at, at any given moment, uh, it would keep my boredom from getting in the way. Really, if I get bored with a piece and I want to move on to something else, I can because I use the same palette for everything. It right. that, that's not going to change. But there are times when I want to work in charcoal and work from life. You know, set up a still life and have the charcoal drawing right next to the still life. Well, that doesn't work so well when you've only got one easel and that has to stay in the same spot all the time till you're done. You know, with the sight size technique or mm-hmm. comparative technique, um, without getting, I don't want to get into too much of the 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 standards of how how things are done. But gear, we talk about this a lot. Gear gets in the way, and your setup can sometimes hinder you and stuff like that. But that's like you, you said know, in you the past. Best, if you keep you know. if you keep waiting on if you keep waiting on conditions to be perfect, it's never it's exactly. never going to be perfect. Yeah. If you keep waiting for that one certain piece of gear, when I get this, then it's just going to make all my problems go away. When I get when I get a studio of this size, then I'm going to be able to do really what I want. There's always going to be something that is not right. Right. And you just right. working around that, I think, is what sets 
guys and gals from just being dabblers and hobbyists to from the professionals and the semi pros, you know, yeah, I you think. just got to work yeah. and get in there and work. That's, that's the bottom line. This shock top, it's grown on me. Kind of like Nickelback. Kind of gross. Not real good. We haven't mentioned Jackson Pollock in a while either. So. Yeah. I hope everybody got something out of this. I mean, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the, what, what were our answers here? And that's, that's kind of the last call idea. Um, you know, we're, we're coming down to the last few minutes of, of last call and hopefully you're finishing whatever you're drinking and, uh, unless you're on the road, listening to this in the car. Yeah. And drinking coffee or whatever. I don't oh, really yeah, care. Cool. You're, we need you're, to do a coffee best. episode. Even do. I don't like coffee either, but we should do. Yeah. You probably hate this. Will you drink after me? I'm not drinking that, whatever it is. I've, my, I've got so much in my stomach. I know I'm not going to let, but I would drink after you. It's cold coffee. I ate after, I ate after a guy earlier this week, which is kind of oh, weird. Oh, that's yeah. kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, we shared some yogurt. It was, oh, yogurt. It's not a euphemism. <laughs> no, it's a good story. I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the air. We're going, we're going crazy. <laughs> it's, it wasn't a euphemism, I swear. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, here we are in the last minutes of the show, and I, I kind of want to give like the best advice I can give, and I don't really have. I mean, Are you I, giving it to though? Are you giving it to me? Are you giving it to them? Are you giving it to yourself? Every, I think it's for everybody. I'm more me than anybody else because right. a lot of these episodes are really directed at me. I mean, seriously, when I put this stuff together, it's like, okay, where's my biggest weakness? What what is the thing that's keeping me from mm-hmm. doing what I want to do? And because I know there's got to be somebody out there listening right. who does the same thing. You know, and I hopefully I can help somebody. I would rather see somebody benefit from my failure than me necessarily always failing. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, at least my failure matters mm-hmm. at that point. You know, there's a benefit. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I think that you have to realize that procrastination isn't always bad. Right. And that you should try to, to plan your work a little bit better so so you're not quite so under the gun. It's, it's not rocket surgery here. Rocket surgery? Yep. You like that? <laughs> hey, Elon, are we doing rocket surgery these days? <laughs> Is he here? We need to get him on the show. I've yeah. got some questions. He told like me this. he was busy with the boring company. Oh. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I mean, it, to be honest with you, Elon, for those who are listening, Elon and I are not friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wanted to share that right off the bat. Um, I'd be his friend. I would too. I, you know. I want one of them trucks. I like the truck. I thought I, the truck cool. I used to draw trucks like that. See my artistic thing. <laughs> that's actually. I know. I'm not even joking. I found one. I need to dig it out. But I found one of my drawings. I always used to make. Yeah. I always used a ruler because I can't make a straight line. And and I'd make all these kind of looked a little bit like the '80s Lamborghinis mm-hmm. and with the windows and, and yeah. the sharp angles. And then they come out with that truck. And I'm thinking about suing because I'm pretty yeah. sure they took my idea. Well, it's like a DeLorean with a bed. Oh, yeah. It's sexy. Everybody hates it. Is. it. I, I, love I love it, it too. I thought it was great. I'd drive that son of a bitch. I like want to take it in the woods and just, you know. I've been in the woods with you trails. in a vehicle. You're, you, <laughs> no fucks given there. That's for sure. It's a skinny paddle. Yeah. We can make it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need those thinking brakes. Um, yeah. I'm feeling it. All right. Yeah, I didn't think I would be. I think another reason why it made this whole conversation is uh, not uh, not as easy to kind of hone in on is because we've spent the last year not creating as yeah. much and or and being around creatives and not experiencing it. 
And I know for me, it's it's put a damper on my my level of uh, content that I can yep. produce because I'm not I'm not in the band room every weekend jamming, and I'm not do, out doing shows. I'm not I'm not that muscles yep, you know exactly. weak. That exactly. muscle is weak. So I think that given the circumstances, that makes this whole thing on procrastination and, and staying, um, you know, throwing the logs on the fire and keeping it mm-hmm. burning. I think mm-hmm. it makes it even more different and more important right now. So Yeah. And I, I know we, we keep kind of going back to procrastination, but, you know, because it is procrastination in the long run that's making you wait to the last minute. Right. But at the same time, you're you know, the, the whole idea of waiting until the last minute is potentially damaging to your creative career. You know, are you getting enough done? Are you producing enough? And, you know, th- those things all need to come up. You need to really ask yourself, is it really that bad that I'm waiting to the last minute or am I not doing myself enough credit? Am I, am I not producing as much as I could be because I'm willing to not do enough, you mm-hmm. know? and Again, I don't want to get into the whole hustle culture thing because I, I just, there's a fine line there too, really, when you think about it, between burnout and waiting the last minute and getting things done. And it's, it's a balance, really is. And that's where your bike rides come in. Right. Um, that, that's, the, that's the break that you need. For me, drums. I'm, I'm learning more that I, I need that break. still want to be creative, but I want to get away. I want to do something else. Uh, something I'm not getting paid to do, something I'm not trying to complete a project that I want to show people, mm-hmm. you know, not that I won't ever do anything like that. It's just that it, it's just, it's one of them things. It's, it's a hobby. <laughs> it's probably the best way to say right. it. it's, uh, I'm a drummer as a hobby. It's still creative. It's fun. Uh, unfortunately my photography, my painting, my drawing, all that kind of stuff. It's not so much a hobby anymore and I don't golf, <laughs> you know, I like golf. I grew up playing golf, but I just I just don't do it. Right. You know? We should go sometime. Yeah. I haven't fun. been in years. I'm I'd have to get exponentially better to be considered terrible, but I still have fun doing it. That'd be fun. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. Paul, do you have any final thoughts on waiting till the last minute? Now that we are in the last minute, drinking alcohol. <laughs> How much time do I got? Because I'm going to wait till the last minute of my time. Before we have I come 42 out. to 72 seconds. That's why I wrote down my notes. Okay. You gotta Let me think get here. on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like See, not there. Parkinson's law just came into place. How much time do I really have to wait till the last minute? I, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know what's, what's going on. Yeah. We can, we can stretch. We got plenty of tape. And now you have 42 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> The timer is on. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. This is always the best part of the show. I wish people would listen until the end all the time. Because I'm I'm even breaking my own rules here saying, don't do anything else. Just get the final thoughts out, man. Right. You know, like, I don't care. No, Did you even listen to episode 56? No, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, I put, I put our, uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're done with it, you didn't hear 56. Let it continue and go to the next next episode because I I actually like that episode. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, it's, it's I great. Just, I don't have a long drive and it's hard the, for me to listen. To right, stuff right. On. At the very end, I put in the outtakes oh. that I said I wasn't yep. going to put in. So oh, I that's hilarious! And your laugh at the end just makes me giggle every time I hear <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> oh. 
it's almost like I, you can hear me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that again. And you know, it's just, it's just funny. I think it's funny. It's probably really stupid for most people, but it's funny. I think stupid things are funny. Yeah. But it's in the last minute. So it kind of goes along with that. And it's, you know, if you want to continuously improve the last episode is really good for that. Here I am plugging my own show on my show. So that's pretty, that's meta. It is very meta. (laughs) (laughs) This whole episode has been meta. Wait till the last minute. Talk the last minute. You showed up. You got. You were early for yeah, once. Yeah, I know. Did you <laughs> I like that? Like, I was like, oh no, he's early. <laughs> I got. I got things in the studio. Yeah. I want to pick up first. I think. Wait. Wait. My final thought is <laughs> yeah. wait until the last minute and procrastination are not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. If it works for your pro- process, to wait till the last minute, and you're not just putting it off for for things that don't matter, whether they matter to anybody else or not, they matter to you. Yeah. Whatever. As long as you're getting the work done. If, if you're putting it off and you're not getting the work done and you're not happy with the results, well, then you need to reassess what you're doing. But do you have any final I thoughts? do, I do. We all wait the last minute. And, uh, I mean, you know, from time to time, we all wait the last minute. Might even be part of a process. You know, if it, if it works out for you, great, do it. I would urge anyone listening to adhere to productivity as a guide rather than putting off until the last minute. Use your productivity as a guide. As Paul, like as Paul said. Uh, meaning shorten your deadlines if you're not getting enough work done. Give yourself something to work towards. Set a goal. You know, do that. Continuously improve. Go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. Put this all together. It's all part of a series, folks. It's, it's the blueprint. <laughs> it is. It's what we're trying to do. That's really all I got. Share this episode. Subscribe if you're not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. And I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey. Don't wait at the last minute. Get something done today. Paul, thank you for being here. No, thank you. It was fantastic. This is more fantastic than the, this beer. I know this beer was terrible. I like this middle one, though. Even I mean, like <laughs> is a strong word. I don't like it, but I hate it least. Right here. That's, that's... Oh, that's cool. No, it isn't. That's cool. To... <laughs> we got to keep our eye out for them, for them mules in a can. I want to try that. Mules in a can? Yeah, I sent you that picture. I don't remember. Wow, well, me out of here. I wonder why. I don't. Really don't remember. Well, go back through our thread. And you'll I see will. It. All right. All right. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse be thirsty. See you, Paul. Ciao. I'm trying <laughs> a new. I'm trying a new. A new. Uh, a new sign off line. We think. Oh, Ciao. For God's sake. For Pete's sake. For the love of Odin. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Later. No, you hang up. Bye bye. <laughs>